Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and this is going to be episode 82 of the... Shoot that shit. Don't worry. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Two Genius, and we are back. I can't believe it. Episode 82. It's monumental, man, at the pace we're going at right now. We're dropping podcasts left and right, and I hope you guys are enjoying every single one while we're here to shoot the shit. This is the STS Podcast. Again, I am your host, founder, creator, Ernie C, and man, really love what we got going on today we got some special guests here first time ever we're going to have a whole coaching staff on the podcast and that's going to be the highland high boys basketball coaching staff these guys are the guys we've been working with the last few weeks just getting these kids ready for the season i'm recording this actually at midnight i'm actually a couple days late we did this we dropped this a few days ago and highland high actually opens their season tomorrow night against ridgeview high it's gonna be a real fun game i know it's gonna be a long time coming these kids have been working really hard to get on the court to stay healthy um and just to you know do what we gotta do to you know, accomplish that goal of just getting our kids out there, getting our kids ready. A shout out to um, Big Wesley Davis the third for coming on episode eighty one, the STS podcast. Real great podcast. Always a get an honor to have Wes as a guest. Uh, one of my mentors, one of my favorite coaches ever in Bakersfield. And one again, man, we're just trying to get that spotlight on this platform to our local area teams here in basketball. Um, we're trying to get baseball, we're trying to get wrestling, we're trying to get everything going. I really hope it's um, something you guys all enjoy and look forward to. And what I look forward to, man, is everybody following us on the STS Podcast 661. That's going to be on Instagram and Twitter. Again, STS Podcast 661. Follow us for all the latest news, alternate covers. we got so many things going on right now. And at a, at a rapid pace, like I said. And you can follow us. This is the exclusive audio. Everybody who's been tuning in, if you guys have been listening to the audio version, this is the exclusive. This is for y'all. This is why we do this. Without the people listening to on, you know, listen to on, listening on Apple Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Without you guys, this this whole platform, this whole thing we got going on right now, we're taking it to the next level. We're being non-existent. This isn't happening without you guys, man. Our audio subscribers. So make sure you guys keep subscribing, keep referring, keep recommending the STS podcast. We'll f- you guys can find us on your favorite podcast platform and you never know. The STS podcast may become your next favorite podcast to listen to. And man, uh returning listeners, I thank you so much, man. Thank you for always giving us some time out of your day. Giving us the time out of your day. I know we only had 24 hours in the day. And, you know, time's precious. Time is really fucking precious. And just to have you guys tune in and just listen to what I'm spilling for the day, it really means so much. New listeners. I know we got some new listeners on today. Thank you so much for tuning in, y'all. I know, uh, you know, if you guys don't know, this is where we shoot the shit. And it's been a real fun time, man. And, you know, what's not going to happen, this podcast isn't going to happen without our sponsors. 
sponsors. This podcast is going to be sponsored by Coco Glow by M. This is a spray tanning specialist that's located in Bakersfield, California. And lady, she's ready to get your tan right. It's an affordable option for you and it's going to take your beauty to the next level. She does take appointment only and she's located at 612 18th Street. But if you mention the STS podcast, you're going to get three spray tans for the price of two so that's to buy two spray tans you're gonna get one for free ladies and make sure you contact m at 661-348-1365 that's 661-348-1365 and if you want to contact her at instagram that's coco underscore glow underscore by underscore m coco glow by m thank you for sponsoring the sts podcast and we got monkey smog check and repair they're actually located at 1331 east trucks and avenue in bakersford California. This is a local and family-owned repair shop that specializes in breaking battery services, oil changes, smog checks, transmission repair. And right now, y'all, it's about like it's about to be 95 degrees. And if your AC service needs to get that tune-up, smog monkey smog checking repairs gonna hook you up. And everybody, they want to show love to our listeners. If you mention the STS podcast during your smog check, you're gonna get five dollars off just by saying, "Hey." I'm here because of the STS podcast. And we also want to give a big thank you to Muscle Science. Muscle Science, the newest and latest, most complete fully dosed pre-workout to hit the market in recent memory. Muscle Science was created here in Bakersfield, California. It's going to take your workout to the next level, y'all. You're not going to get that jittery feeling. You're not going to get... It's a clean workout, y'all. What I mean is it's sugar-free. It's going to take your workout to the next level by elevating your focus. It's going to keep you motivated. It's going to keep you locked in, energized, and pumped to the max. Wiser, stronger, better. Get yours now. That's Muscle Science. That's Instagram.com. Muscle Science. Muscle C I E N C E. Muscle Science. I want to give a big shout out to them for sponsoring the podcast. We appreciate you guys so much, man. And also, I want to give a big shout out to Knights Watch. Private security against Knights Watch. Private security. This is a private security company serving Kern County, aiming to improve the safety and security in their public residences private companies and events instagram.com slash nights watch ps that's a nights watch private security without the sponsors y'all none of this is happening none of this is going to go to the next level without our sponsors appreciate everybody always coming through man i appreciate everybody always willing to um trust the podcast and i think it's 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 gonna get some eyes on local businesses and that's what we do it for we're trying to get our local communities to recognize what we got going on in the field and what's going on in the field? I know last week, um, also, uh, man, we had my guy Angel on here. What's an Angel? I'd be forgetting, man. Let me look at this real fast. You know, we've been knocking out so many fucking podcasts, dude. It's been ridiculous. Hold on. Let me just check a few things here. Let me check a few things. Let me see here. Yeah, that, that was actually episode 80. Uh, man, episode 80 was actually so. You know, I know we talked about Mortal Kombat in the past, but let me tell you guys again, man. I've been looking forward to Mortal Kombat for a long, long, long time since I was a kid. I remember my pops, uh, again, I think I told this story before, he wrote a hot check to get us into Mortal Kombat Annihilation, excuse me. And, man, that's, I've been, you know, Mortal Kombat Legacy, Mortal Kombat Conquest, uh, so many, uh, the Rebirth trailers, so many times we. We waited patiently for a new a new version. It's been a developmental hell for so many so so many years, and you know now that we get a Mortal Kombat movie, it was really cool to see in the movie theaters. 
Uh, it was a lot better than movie theaters, of course. It was felt real good to be back in the movie theater, something I took for granted for so long in my life. Just to be back, kind of back in the, I guess, to feel normal again. It was real cool. I uh, love the storytelling of this, man. You know, they really set the tone with the whole reptile versus scorpion, that origin story. And I think this is what they could do with this. This is kind of like MCU backwards. This is that end game. This is the story how they all came together. And now you're going to have a chance to tell Liu Kang's origin story, Kung Lao's origin story, Shang Tsung's origin story, Raiden, even Jax. If they do bring a Johnny Cage in the sequel, I think it was really cool. Even with Cole Young, how they they brought this new character and they kind of brought everything together. And the marketing of the dragon, that's something new. And just finding that inner... Um, I found it was called a mandra. I forgot exactly what it was called, but just to find that because you know when you do go into the tournament, you're gonna to be going against beings that have these supernatural powers. So it does make sense, man. I love the way they portrayed Raiden. You know, we always love. You know, I think a lot of back backlash the last couple of movies was played by a white guy and Asian characters played by a Caucasian man. So I think they got that right, and um, I love Kano. Kano was that character that really took it over the top. He really shined, and you really want that. You want new stars. Uh, didn't know who these actors were, but it was cool to see Luke King taking the serious contact. Just he knew what was at stake. Raiden, um, you know, doubting the guys he had, but I think that doubt really um, provided that spark for you know, f- especially for Jax, for Sonya. Cole Young, it was cool to see Goro. I would, I, I guess my only one of my only things was why did Goro have to go to the hood? You know, I wanted to see Goro kind of like in a tournament feel, like with Johnny Cage in the original movie. Um, of course, we wanted to see Johnny Cage too. I was wondering when Johnny Cage was at, but again, good story. And then another gripe I had I love Shang Tsung, I love Cabal, I love everybody, all the characters I don't have a problem with. I just have the problem with the storytelling. You know, when Shang Tsung says, like, you know, he can kind of do what the fuck he wants because the Elder Guard, the Elder Guards are lazy to stop me. That was some lazy fucking writing, you know. What do you mean the Elder Guards are fucking lazy? Aren't they fucking Elder Guards? They could be at one more than one place at once, right? I didn't know if that was a genuine excuse to let this man break the sacred rules of Mortal Kombat. But hey, what the fuck do I know? Um, good story, good lead up. It was um awesome to see the ending. Um, just seeing Scorpion rise from hell and just kind of seeing that, man, that, the fights on here, the sequences were fucking amazing. I will give them that. The costumes were amazing. The, 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 I guess the, was the graphic effects or the special effects off the charts, man. I loved it. It was worth the wait. I don't know if you guys were expecting like a Godfather or fucking Satan Prior Ryan type of movie, but I'm not looking for that in my Mortal Kombat. I'm just looking for something that's going to entertain me and, just make me feel that like nostalgic. This is all nostalgia right here, y'all. And uh, I really got that from Mortal Kombat. There was, a, you know, the fatalities were awesome. Uh, look, I was kind of bummed out when my guy Kung Lao got, you know, his soul sucked out of him. But I love that too, though. I thought Shang Tsung was a fucking menace, um, and it makes you want more. And I think that's what movies miss. Movies are really missing that, making you want more. So I'm tuning in for sure. Um, I'm going to continue to watch. I think I watched it seven or eight times. I'm going to continue to watch it again. And one thing I want to continue to watch again, man, I want you guys to really check out. I know you, a lot of people don't watch wrestling, but check out the Stone Cold documentary, man, on the A&E Network. And it's an awesome documentary. It just really tells the, the story and the rise of Stone Cold Steve Austin, the man and the character. And, you know, and even in the beginning of this you know, this documentary, they ask him, what the fuck's the, what, where's, where's that line at? When does Steve... Austin become the character Stone Cold. He doesn't even know the difference between himself 
it's like this character is him just turned up a, to a hundred and it was real cool to get you know you know you know his his beginnings with Chris Adams in the wrestling school and his journey and how many brothers and sisters this man had didn't even know and just you know going through that you know how he couldn't get to that glass ceiling with w, with WCW they only seen him as a middle a mid card guy and just people really seen his potential in ECW when he was just talking on the mic and it's just amazing when wrestling you could see the growth of a character just by them talking just by them promoting themselves and the promo work and just seeing how he got this fucking you know they gave him the ringmaster hey just let's give him something and when that didn't stick on the wall they said fuck we don't know what to do with this guy let him be himself and let's see what we could do and you guys just see that rocket strapped to stone cold and he now, you know, now we know him as that icon in wrestling. Now that we know him as, you know, so, I mean, so many people consider him the greatest wrestler of all time. And I don't know if he's the greatest technical wrestler. I don't know if he's the greatest showman, but he's the greatest entertain. He's the greatest wrestler that made me feel a certain type of way. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have a job at the time, but I know so many people relate to him because with that Vince McMahon character, they kind of went yin and yang with each other. Just, you know, that story of kicking the boss's ass. I know we all have a have that I mean, those moments we just want to fucking beat the shit out of our boss and that's what Stone Cold provided for so many people he brought that um you know he he made us feel it he, he brought that home he made us feel like we know we could relate to this guy we want to be him and uh it was you know it was sad to see you know injuries shorten this man's career and uh he he did it right though he he did what so many can't he knew exactly when to call it quits he knew exactly when it was time you know to let go and there's I think so many people are so out of tune when they know they can't do it but he does it because he's and I think I heard in the interview why come back if I'm gonna not gonna be what I am I'm make if I'm not what I am I love the business too much to make a mockery of it I'm I love the business too much just to make a dollar off of it what's it gonna mean at the end of the day when I go back in the ring at 50, like, oh, fuck, it's just a comeback. It's just this nostalgia. How am I going to get back to the business? And, um, you know, you can take a lot from that, man. You can really take a lot from that in life. And, um, yeah, definitely recommend watching the Stone Cold documentary. I love it so much. I know Randy Savage is actually, they have a Macho Man one right now. And I know they have a Roddy Piper one. I think it's Booker T, Ultimate Warrior, Shawn Michaels, and Bret Hart. They're going to be the next one. So, I'm stay tuned for. I'm still watching those. It's gonna be real exciting. Uh, before we get into our interview, man, I want to just kind of break down what we have going on at Highland High. You know, we get we play against Ridgeview. Uh, it's been real interesting going in. I knew I was. Uh, this is something I wanted to do. I love coaching basketball. I love coaching young men. I love coaching and guiding that next generation, giving back to um to that next generation. To these kids are gonna be adults one day. You know, and this kind of wraps with the whole wrestling thing. I think I've heard on Anderson said I said it several times. Giving back to the business and business is life to me. You know, somebody told on Anderson exactly how the business works. It's a you know how he guided him. He was able to teach him the ropes. He was able to see that this kid had potential. So this veteran taught him everything he knew, and. One day, Arn Anderson said, hey, man, I want to repay you. You know, I made it. Now I'm successful. I want to repay you for helping me get to where I'm at now because without you, I want to be here. How do I repay you? And the veteran told Arn Anderson, hey, man, 
the way you repay me is when you find an Arn Henderson, when you see a young guy like yourself, like the way I seen you, you show him the same knowledge I gave you. You share with him everything that I taught you. Because you're giving back to the business and you're keeping my legacy alive by giving him game, by giving him advice, giving him guidance, criticism, all that stuff that, you know, that that that's necessary in order to build character, in order to take somebody to that next level, in order for somebody to be a better man. You give that back to the next generation. That's how you repay me. And that's how I take coaching, man. And just, you know, it's so crazy how, you know, you make these connections and how you're there for the kids and just talking to them and just being that person they could look up to and just um I enjoy it I've always have to, I always have and I always will and I hope I never lose you know that I hope I never lose that so you know again man um want to give a big shout out to everybody supporting the podcast uh I'll tell you right now it's May 4th we're booked until July 3rd and the only reason why we're not having we don't have anything for July 3rd is because July 3rd to the 5th, we're going to be in um, Washington, D.C. Every weekend, man, it's being booked. Every weekend is booked. Um, every Saturday, at least. And let me tell you guys, uh, for the bottom of my heart, none of this shit happens without the people, y'all. None of this shit happens. Success doesn't happen without the word of mouth. Success doesn't happen without recommendations, without, you know, the people say, hey, this guy does a good job of what he does. And uh, I'm grateful. My gratitude, I cannot ever verb. I can never put into words on a podcast. It's it's almost damn near impossible. Um, I'm so grateful for everybody booking DJ EC3. Um, my passion is music. My passion is and always will be the music. And I appreciate everybody always giving me love, man. I appreciate everybody always giving me a chance and taking a shot on DJ EC3. Wanted to give a big shout out to the Duffields. Uh, they gave me one of my first wedding gigs two years ago. And COVID has rescheduled this wedding several times, y'all. Several times we had to reschedule. But Saturday night we went to the Bayou and we knocked that motherfucker out. They, it was crazy. It was exciting, you know. And uh, I, I'm appreciative of every opportunity I get. And, you know, my friend Jessica, you know, was a, we were working together on Saturday. She's a photographer, right? And it was the first time she's um, photographing a wedding. And she asked me, "Do you are you nervous? Do you still get nervous doing this? You know, big weddings and, you know, I, I'm, I'm the host. I'm the MC. I'm kind of where the energy goes. I'm, uh, I'm kind of dictating how the pace goes. The event's on me. It's on my shoulders. And I told her, well, yeah, I want to get nervous. I, I, I need to be nervous. In my opinion, if you're not nervous to do what you love, you don't care. Being nervous doesn't mean you're scared. Being nervous means you're excited, in my opinion. So I hope I never stop being nervous. I'm nervous before every gig. I'm nervous before every practice. I'm nervous before every time I clock in. I'm nervous before every time I hang out. My, my, I spend time with my girlfriend. You know, I, I, I'm nervous for all that because I'm excited. And when you're excited, that means you're going to give it your all. And you're never going to half-ass anything. You're never going to go through the motions. And I never want to do that with anything in my life that I love to do. I love being a coach. I love being an employee at the at the high, current high. I love DJing. I love podcasting. I love being a boyfriend. I love being a you know mentor, brother, son, all that shit. 
I don't I get I get nervous for so much because I'm excited still. I never want to lose that. So I hope y'all still feel that way, man. No matter what you're doing, whatever your grind is, whatever you love to do, keep doing that, man. Feel nervous. It's okay to be nervous, man, because that means you still care about the fucking product. You still care about your passion. Keep doing that, y'all. Keep grinding, man. Keep doing what you got to do to get where you got to get. And, uh, fellas, man, let me tell y'all something, too. This is some word of advice, man. You know, I got so much shit going on on my plate. You know, so much, so many things going on right now in my life. And I don't put all my business out here, and I never will, but I was a little grouchy this week, right? I felt like a little overwhelmed with everything I got going on. And sometimes the people we love the most kind of get the short end of the stick. And this week was my girl, you know, my girlfriend, who I really care about. And I, she told me, like, oh, it's okay, you know, you're grouchy. It's okay. You got a lot going on. And fellas... Don't let anybody give us an excuse to act out and be dicks and be assholes and be grouchy. Nah, man. Don't be like that. I told my girlfriend, don't give me no outs. Hold me accountable. Make me take responsibility. No, Ernie. You are grouchy. This is what you wanted, though. You wanted to coach. You wanted to podcast. You wanted to DJ. You wanted to go to work. You wanted to juggle all these things on your plate. So, don't take it out on me when you don't have a good day, when you're overwhelmed. I'm here to support you and guide you and be whatever I can do to help you. But don't give me that shit in a stick. And that's all I was telling my girlfriend. Don't give me an excuse to be an asshole. Don't let, don't keep me accountable. Don't, um, don't, I'm not saying really enable me, but don't, don't, don't give me excuses. Don't let me, don't let my grouchiness give me an excuse ever. And I hope, fellas, we, we really be mindful of that, man. You know, I know we got a lot going on, but don't use an excuse to give the people you love. It doesn't even have to be a girlfriend. It could be your fucking dog. It could be your fucking brother, your fucking roommates, your mom, your dad, your grandparents. Don't let them get the shitty end of the stick because you're overwhelmed with what you wanted to do. This is what you wanted. Be a man. Keep grinding. Put that foot ahead. Every day is a motherfucking step to be a better. Everything we're striving to get better. So keep pushing, y'all. Don't take this shit for granted because everything could be gone in a snap of a finger. And right now in a snap of a finger, y'all, I'm going to have the Highland High basketball staff. Big shout out to Tony Varela, Robert Valdez, Chad. Chad, my guy. <laughs> Chad and Bryce Dials. Shout out to all of them. Shout out to Scott Smith. Shout out to my guy, Jackson. And everybody at um, Highland, man, we're really looking forward to this. And, uh... Tune in, y'all. This is episode 82. This is called Scott's Way. Welcome to Highland High Boys Basketball Team Staff. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Team Genius, and this is going to be episode 82 of the STS Podcast, and I'm really happy to have the Highland Boys Basketball Staff. Um, you know, the guys behind the scenes were in here. Uh, really glad to have you guys on. Got Bryce Dials, Chad Dials, and Robert Valdez. How you guys doing today? Good, man. Doing good. Good, good. I'm happy to have you guys on, man. Um, it's been an honor to work with you guys so far. Um, I know Bryce and Chad have been, um, you know, you're going to be coming soon. But with Valdez, I've been there, you know, the last couple of weeks. Uh, the Dials family's been with Highland a few years now. Chad, do you want to just start this off and tell you, you know, your background with Highland and how you guys started coaching? Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, about six years ago, I started coaching football at Highland, and uh, a couple years after that, my nephew uh, was playing basketball, and I went out and watched a game, and I was like, man, this is this is tough to watch, 
so I asked the coach, would you, would you like a little bit of help? And, and, uh, he said, man, I'd, I'd love some help. And, um, and next thing you know, I think it was, uh, two games of helping him and then he never showed up again. And, uh, I ended up being the, the head freshman coach and we won league that year. And, and then, uh, it progressed from there. And then the next year I was freshman coach. And then the last couple of years I've been, uh, with Bar on the varsity staff. So it's funny how things work out. It's crazy, right? It's a journey. It's a journey. How about you, Bryce? How What's been your journey here at Highland? So um, I graduated from Highland in 2018. Um, after that, I took a year off from coaching. Um, I coached some youth sports, um, not associated with any high schools. And then uh, from there, I started coaching football. And on a football trip for coaching, I asked Coach Smith, hey, uh, do you think I can help out with basketball? You know? Um, got on with the freshman team and then me and coach Valdez basically just had a pretty successful season and now we're here waiting for the next one. And coach Valdez, uh, can you give us a little background on your coaching experience? Well, I'm also Highland alumni, but way back in 2012, so it's been a while. Went to Highland for a couple of years. Uh, I did help out with the freshman team about, I think it was like maybe 2014, just as an assistant. Um, and then since then just finished school and did coach the younger ones for a little bit, but then the same thing with Bryce. Got hired on in Highland two years ago, or last year, and uh, we coached the freshman team. We're both pretty kind of new to that. You know, we've been involved in sports, but, you know, and I've played basketball my whole life, but as far as that that level, it's kind of different, you know, the, that age group. But we had a good season. It was good. So here we are. I think with myself, I've been – I just started at Highland. Um, I was at the Grove for a long time, for about five years. And me and Smith have been talking about this move for a couple years now. But I'm just, you know, I was kind of just loyal to that program. And just when the opportunity arrives to come work at Highland, which is really different. That's kind of been, like, the coolest thing about this whole transition, being on campus and seeing the guys, and you know, the Valdez, just being around with the guys now and just seeing them on campus and keeping an eye on them. Whole different level of coaching. It's like you're coaching outside of basketball now. So it's been, it's been really um, – I know the season's kind of compressed, but it's been really interesting, man. Just to kind of learn from you guys and kind of see where I fit in. I'm the I'm still observing. You guys see, I observe a lot. Just I'm trying to learn how you how Smith wants things done, or how you know Romero. Shout out to Nick Romero too. Um, how everybody kind of wants things done. So it's been it's been real interesting. I'm really happy to be here, man. Um, with the season that's upon us, gentlemen, you know we got a you know it's a COVID season. With I think we only have like six, seven, eight games. What what are the expectations you have? And it could be all for all three of you guys. What are the expectations you had this year for our kids? Well, I think go ahead, I'll go first. I, I don't know, just being there every day, you kind of see it. It's just I think the effort that we're seeing is really what I want to see from the kids is just the effort because, you know, we lost a lot of sports last season. A lot of kids lost sports, not necessarily basketball. We kind of were able to finish out, but you know, we missed the preseason, we missed our summer league, we missed a lot of those things and and, you know, we can lose the season at any moment. So, really, I just want to see, you know, that they want it, the effort, you know, play like this is the last day because at any given day could be our last day. So, really just that kind of wake-up call of kind of realizing not taking it for granted is my main focus this year, really. That and I'd say progression, right? I mean, we want to see see the kids progress. The reality is, as sad as it is, the, the seniors, this is it for them. You know, there's, there's eight games left and, you know, potentially eight games left in their senior year. Um, but the progression of the younger kids is key um, in, in them understanding what we're doing and buying into what we're doing every single day and then putting that effort out and, and, and challenging those older kids in the process of that. 
um, and, and, and showing them that, hey, this is how you have to be able to play, the, the physicality of the varsity level, this is how you have to be able to play, and seeing the younger kids do that day in and day out, uh, that's kind of what, what I think is going to be the biggest opportunity for us. Yeah, honestly, this season, um, there's nothing really to win. So um, most of it is just the seniors having one last, last go at it, uh, getting our younger kids ready for the next season, and kind of just having some fun out there. I think it's been – it's kind of like a – I get to see what we have a glimpse of the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think I've learned, too, like the last couple of years coaching, you have to look at the game, what's going to happen in two years, what are we going to have in three years. And I see some, hey, I see some young guns out there. Like, oh, if once he grows into himself, or they grow into themselves, and they start getting this, getting the system that we have, I think the sky's the limit for the next couple of years of Highland. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. Um, again, yes, I do want my seniors to shine. I want them to get that that moment, their last couple of games, just to you know, I hope they ball out like it's their last game, like Valdez said. But it really gives me a glimpse of what's going to be the next couple of years of Highland. I'm sure and Valdez sees it every day. There's some young some young gunners out there that really once they start growing to the bar, once they have a complete season to grow, I think we could do so much with these guys. I think our the future's really bright. Yeah, it's really nice to have those kids that you know, Highland always has a couple of them, but having multiple students and there's more of them out there that just didn't even make it out there this year. Those youngsters that basketball is their main sport. Like that's the thing that they play. Um you know, and seeing the height out there, that's something we've been lacking out there, too. But we got some good height, and they, they can move, and it's, like, it's exciting. So Really exciting. And yeah, you can't, you can't teach height. <laughs> Taking care of, like, even, what, you know, with our kid Diego, I think he take, he could, once he started, starts learning how to use his size, he could take up so much space on the floor offensively and defensively. I think we're going to need that. I think he's only a freshman, too. Um, I was going to ask you guys that what, you know, it doesn't, I'm excited to see all the kids play, of course, but what kids are really, you know, catch your eye? Like, oh, I want to see what he could do over the next eight games. I think that's really well, Valdez's question. You know, I'm, I'm impartial to the freshman kids I had last year. You know, I want to see them grow into a better basketball player. That's just because that was my first group of kids. Um, so I look forward to seeing what they can do in the next few years. Um, I look, also look forward to those JV kids um, kind of having a redemption season. They had a little bit of an off year last year, and hopefully they can get back to it. There's some freshmen that I'm really looking forward to seeing their growth. I want to see what they look like game one to the last game. Um, I've seen a couple of freshmen throughout the years, and I think we have some of the best freshmen I've ever seen. You know, they're still raw, of course, but you could see the potential there. A uh, big shout out to my guy Lance. Lance is someone I think the first day we seen him at open tryouts on Blacktop, I was like, <laughs> I like this kid. <laughs> yeah, I think we all did. I think we were all like, who's the who is this guy? I didn't know he was playing ball since third grade. He just kind of landed in our lap. Uh, I think he's gonna do something. He could be really special for us in three, four years once he hits that senior year. Man, sky's the limit for that kid. I'm really excited to see what Lance could do. Yep. I agree. I think. I think also. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see um, the the steps like Ivan's taken. You know, from from last year to, to this year. I mean, the kid's a baller. So so seeing what he can that that level of progression that he's taken and and you know we have him for two more years. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, knock on wood that that this upcoming season, not this shortened season, but the the actual winter season. 
of 2021-2022, we'll get a full season, and, and the kids will have an opportunity to really demonstrate what they can do through, you know, 20 to 30 games, playing in tournaments, uh, with their back against the wall, and, and, and fighting out of that. that. That's the goal for us, and, and, and Ivan's one of those kids that I really look forward to having the next two years. I like seeing guys like Manny give advice to Ivan and give advice to um, Zach, give advice to um, Lance. It's cool to see. I love seeing our senior guys really pass the baton a little bit to our young guys. Like, this is where you got to be. I see Manny do that with Lance today, just hyping Lance up, giving Lance that confidence because Lance really is a shy. Most of our freshman kids are shy. Most of our guys are really timid. But to see, you know, Manny telling, like, yeah, you need to do that, it's really cool to see just – him teaching him, just passing that torch because, you know, this that's what we need. I think that's what leadership That's what leadership is, and I think, shout out to Manny. I really, I'm impressed with that too, man. I really like that. That's something that Smith really loves so far that I've seen. Manny does that. All of our seniors do that, of course, but just the little things I've seen today, I, see, I love seeing that. that. That was, honestly, that was one of the biggest things in, in having a conversation of whether or not this season was going to happen for us. Um, yeah. and, and the senior kids, all every single one of them, they, they basically said, hey, if, if nothing else, we want to be out there at practice and help these younger kids grow. Even if that means we don't get a season, we still want to be out there and help these young kids grow. Um, so that was that was really cool to, to hear that. And then the fact that it's actually happening is just it's awesome. And, and it really speaks volumes to what we're trying to do in this program and where we're trying to drive this program to. So um, that, that's great that other folks like yourself, Ernie, being new to the program, um, seeing that firsthand and then telling us about it is awesome because that's that's what we have been trying to get you know going for for the last few years. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see the adversity how they handle it too. Because how we're talking about the younger guys, I mean, I think a lot of them they're they're still timid because they haven't quite taken that role with this short season. But I think once that season starts, I'm really curious to see like how much they step up and really just start to fill those shoes and fill in with the leadership roles because. Moving forward, that's what we're going to need because we're going to be a young team from here on out. It's going to be a really yeah. young young team. We'll have a few seniors, of course, but, you know, it's going to be a young, young team next year, which is good. I think I think it's going to be great, man. I think um, what I'm really looking – we all have never been in this situation before. We're like like Chad said, we're used to a 35-game season. We're going to tournaments. We're going to camps all summer. So I kind of – and this has been eye-opening too. I'm like, damn, we only have – we only have what two, three weeks to just get, just get prepared for a game that, and we only have eight. Like how how are we supposed to instill everything that we want to instill, you know? And it's really it's been really difficult. I'm sure all the coaches on here who are going to be on going to say the same thing, echo that at least. It's been really challenging and really unique, and it's kind of what did we focus on, you know? So I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be real. Um, I want to see them come overcome adversity. I want to see them. Um, I want to see what, what their back against, backs against the wall. I really want to see that. So with Coach Smith, I know he he you know he wanted us to kind of just be on by ourselves. He wanted to just get his staff to shine. How do you guys feel about you know Coach Smith and what he's you know the opportunities that he gives us as coaches? You know he kind of lets us have our vision too. I think that's really important. That's what I love being at Highland. I think Coach you know he takes whatever we give him whatever. You know, he always asking for advice. He's always asking for what do you think? You know, our input. How important is that for our program? I it's it's critical. Um, the ability to take feedback and criticism, constructive criticism, uh, especially as a, a head coach, 
um, you know, really it sets the tone for the entire program uh, because the expectation is the same across all levels um, that we're all there for one reason. And, and that's to, I mean, yeah, we want to win ball games, but we're all there to make, to, to develop these young men um, on and off the court and teach them how to play a basketball game uh, and, and play it to the level that we expect, which will later in life drive them to be more successful adults. So by, by Smith taking, you know, all of our feedback, our suggestions, our ideas. And, and I mean, coach Smith and I talk all the time. We, we're, we talked to like 11 o'clock at night, most nights um, going over stuff. And, and he's always open to ideas, schemes, um, or even like leadership stuff. And, and I think that that, that kind of um, mentality from the top, from a top down approach um, drives bottom up results for us. How do you feel about this? Yeah, I think just being new here too, because I mean, this is my second year now at the program. Uh, it's really nice to see just the community that we've built, uh, you know, really they started building and now that we're building kind of together because, you know, he always says it like a lot of schools you go and they don't, they can't name like who's on the freshman team. Maybe they see a couple good kids they want to bring up or, hey, they should be on, you know, JV and they kind of make comments like that. But, you know, from top to bottom, he knows everybody and we all know everybody. It's not just, Smith, it's kind of, you know, pushing that on us, too. We, we all know kind of everybody in the program. We stay at all the games. We kind of get involved with everything. And um, just as being as a new teacher, and obviously all teachers care about it, but the, the students are so important to me. So seeing that, how he does that with the community and the things that, you know, Dials is always putting his time in and doing and helping us with Jackson with the, the 100 kids he's got and still trying to find a way to be on the court with us, too. It's like just a great group of people we have here, and just everyone is willing to kind of do whatever it takes. And, it's just good, you know, win or lose. It's just the good, uh, the, the good community to be around. So, how do you feel, Brush? I mean, shaping a style that really benefits our program. Yeah, uh, it helps. You know, if uh, if you can have coaches that are there to help. Here, here's the thing: if you have coaches on your staff and they can't coach, why are they there? You know. So, realistically, him letting us help him um, with, you know, access practices and those kinds of things they're going to help us grow as coaches and on top of that you know it's going to help the program and well real fast y'all we got we got another staff <laughs> online we got tony varela tony what's up man what it be what it be what it be yo and he's all fitted up after practice yeah. I like it tony i like it Nah, man, you know, teacher and a, and a Raider cap, that's all we need, dog. That's, that was that was the first problem. Yeah, <laughs> that, there ain't no problems there, my man. Ain't no problems there, you know this. I told you it was putting the work today. I like it, Tony. I like it. Man, those two minutes that I, I put in my best in two minutes, bro, that was it. <laughs> Tony, let's, you know, we'll just go back real fast. Tony, can you tell us your background, how you got to Highland High and, you know, it's the basketball program? Well, you know, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm trying to do the tour of the east side. Uh, I, I've been to Foothill, Miramonte, Highland. I don't even get to east high, I guess, you know, in order for me to fulfill my, my journey of the east side. But anyways, um, back to reality, I should say. Uh, let's see. I've been teaching for about 20, 22 years, um, uh, not just in the Kern High School District, but also Delano and out of Tulare County at, a, at a Rich Grove. Uh, but I got my coaching uh, experience back in 1993, I was coaching over at West High School. I was coaching what they called the reserve basketball team. <clears throat> uh, that's like the old freshman basketball team, but we only played like on Saturdays. We all, you know, all the schools got together at one gym and we played against each other like a round robin game. But anyways, uh, 
but then I started coaching football at good old South High back in 1996 uh, with uh, Chris Allen was a guy that first gave me my shot coaching football. I coached with the legendary uh, uh, Steve Falk and uh, uh, Steve Strauss and uh, old John Wren. May, uh, may they all rest in peace, man. Good men, good, solid men, man. That's all, that's all I got to say. Good, solid men. Show lots of love for the community, lots of love for their kids there and so forth. Um, then I uh, went over to Delano, coached at Delano. Uh, uh, back in 19, whoa, what was it, 2000, no, 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 1998, and I came into the current high school district about 2000 and coach, started coaching over at Foothill. Um, I'm not kind of giving you a crazy bio, but anyways, uh, from 2000 to 2007, I was at Foothill, and in 2008, I went over to, and got, I became the first sucker to become the head football coach over at Miramonte. <laughs> uh, but before I left Foothill, I actually not only was I coaching football, but I was also coaching basketball. And uh, and in 2007, but I think that season, uh, they, they needed a head varsity basketball coach. So um, I said, they looked around, they said, oh, there you are, sucker. I mean, Tony, come on in. We need you to take this, this gig over. And so it was a great experience. I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, I have lots of love for Foothill. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, went over to Miramonte, coached football there, went over to uh, coach at Centennial, I coached at Frontier. And, uh, you know, some of the guys that I've been coaching with for, for a while, like Mike Gutierrez, uh, George Moreno, and uh, Arnaldo Cueto, good old, good, and, our, and our boy Scott Smithy. We've been coaching Foothill, we coached at Foothill, we coached at Miramonte, and now we're coaching together at Highland. But anyways, that's why I made my way over to Highland, because, uh, you know, there's familiarity there with good people. Yes. So I wanted to be around good men, you know, because when you're around good men, it's always, it's always, you know, good things happen. So I wanted to be there with those cats. Definitely, man. And big shout out to Romero, too. I think he, you know he couldn't make it today in Jackson. Shout out to them, man. I know they're really excited about the season. I'm really excited to have a full season with all you guys, though. I think that's really important. I know right now we're having this compressed season. Um, I just kind of want to get into why you, do you guys coach? What, you know, what kind of, the love for coaching. What what's the reason you guys we do this? You know, this isn't. I mean, me and Valdez are talking. This isn't something we do for thirty minutes a day. You gotta be committed. Um, I know when we have all, we all have shit going on. We all got things, you know, on our plate. Uh, we could start with um, Chad. What's the, you know your reason for coaching? Why do you, why do you love this? Because uh, I'm crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you know, coaching is just something that. Um, uh, I'll be honest. I went to Foothill uh, back in the day, and and I played for for Permenter, um, Coach Permenter. I still keep in touch with that guy, um, especially anytime he has any internet problems. Man, I'm uh, he always calls, <laughs> me, uh, which seems to be like twice a week, but um, <laughs> more like twice a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but uh, you know, being coached by him and, and Coach Zell um, in, in football really really got me thinking about you know the the difference that they made in me as a human and my work ethic and how that was driven um, and, and that what how that drove me throughout life. And then um, every day in my job at work, I coach men. Um, but by the time they come work for me, they've already been, they're, they're already ingrained in their ways. And so what better way to help develop young men into productive adults than coaching them in a sport? And and, and and not to mention, man, I, I just love sports. So I coach football and basketball, but uh, it's that's that's why I do it. And and I just at the end of the day, when you go somewhere and like a kid comes up to you and they're like, "Hey, coach," and "Oh, hey, how's it going? What are you doing? You know, what are you doing these days, man? I haven't kept in touch with them. 
oh, I, I just graduated from this college or I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a junior at this college or, uh, you know, started working here, you know, or this is what I'm doing. This is my career. I went to the military and I just got out. And, and then that just gives you good feelings because you know that at some point along the way, you were a part of that and you were a part of that. And, and so if you did something positive in their life, um, that's that's why I do it. Well, you Go ahead, Val. You good, my guy. It's my fault you said me? Yeah, yes, sir. You're oh, my fault. Right when you said that, that something, my computer blew up and stuff. Okay, my yeah. fault. Uh, I don't really have nothing fancy with coaching. I mean, I'm still pretty new to it. But, uh, you know, me and Romero, we have the same uh, high school basketball coach back at Highland. You know, he's a couple years younger than me. But we both still keep in touch with him. So it's kind of just like how Daz was touching on. Is that someone where those kids can kind of count on you moving forward? You may not hear from them all the time, but you'll see them around. Maybe some of them you'll get phone calls from or whatever the case may be. Uh, but just knowing you're that kind of extension of after they leave high school to kind of do whatever whatever they're going to do in life and just that support system that kind of builds on and stretches out there. So um, really it's just kind of be an extra support system and help them out. So just it's good being around. They give us more than, than we give them, honestly, even though we put all this time in. It's like that, that emotional return we get is just is kind of helps you keep going. So it's good. I love it. What you, Dutch? Um, well, you know, I've played sports my whole life. Never really wanted to leave them. Um, kind of fell into coaching uh, a youth football team right out of high school. Had a good time, and then I was like, you know what, let's let's move up. Um, coach freshman basketball and had a good time, so I just I'm just here, you know. Um, it's cool to see the changes in kids. Um, and I've had some coaches that kind of killed my love for the game, you know, at a younger age and. I don't want to be that guy and I don't want them to go through that kind of stuff. So um, like really for me, I just like making sure the kids have a good time uh, because most coaches, they don't really care about that kind of stuff. They just want to win. Yeah. So I'd like to, you know, I, the reason I coach really is to help change that. Oh, we have to win or you're not successful approach. How about you, Tony? Uh, well, you hear the common theme. Um, that it, it seemed to me that, uh, that we've all been inspired by somebody. So there was a man in our lives as far as, you know, giving, giving to us, you know, as far as, as it goes, uh, with sports and so forth. But growing up, I, I, I mean, I went to 13 elementaries, one junior high and five different high schools. I'm pretty sure people have already, there's a lot of people have heard my story, but, um, um, I, I felt like sports and athletics, uh, in particular kept me out of, out of, of, of the, being another negative statistic. Uh, you know, um, not to say that I didn't have the capability or some of our kids don't have the ability or capability to, to, to excel in life or anything like that. But you know what? It's easy. At that age, <clears throat> they're easily influenced one way or the other. And so uh, I felt like those men gave up time from being with their families and being, you know, doing other things in life that, that they gave up time to, to, to help mold who I am and what, what I'm about. So I figured, you know what? What best way to do uh, to do a major tribute to them than to go back and, and pass on the, the stuff that they taught me? you know, and to teach other young men to be positive contributors to our community. Uh, uh, and and, and uh, Bryce basically touched it on, on the head, kind of talking about, you know, there's certain, unfortunately, there's certain teachers and, and coaches and people out in the world that they're very toxic and, and negative. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I, a long time ago, for many years, I've, I had this one poem on the side of my, of my desk in my classroom where it says that the teacher, I have the power to, uh, to create the climate in the classroom. 
it's it's the same way in a football field or a basketball court or whatever sport it may be. I have the I have the ability to create the climate on the on the, on that whatever arena it is uh, to be a positive situation or be a negative situation where I can humanize or dehumanize a kid. And uh, that's one of the things that I feel like I need to get out there and continue the same legacy that was passed on to me uh, by other men, such as Permanner. I didn't play, play, play for Permanner, but you know what? I knew him as a, as a grown man. And man, I love that guy. Uh, he's, he's, one of those, he's one of those type of men that's very infectious, very infectious. And, and, and you believe everything he says. And you know what? I think I've had several kids feel the same way about the way, the way I coach them, even though I, tell, I look at a mirror and go, damn, dude. Why do they believe what the hell I'm saying? You know, when <laughs> when sometimes I don't even believe what I'm saying. But but you know what? That that's one of the things. It, it, and and I think the biggest payback or the biggest reward out of this is like Coach uh, uh, Chad Dial said. You know, hey, when they come around, when you see them in 10, 15 years, you know, because I've been at it for 20 some odd years, and you've seen them and they're like, Coach, you know, what you were talking about back in the days. I get it now. I get it. Or hey, you know what? I've done this and I've done that. You know, not necessarily because I did it or because I told them but because they knew in their hearts that they were in the right place at the right time. And so that's kind of the reason, one of the main reasons that I got into coaching. I love the answers, y'all. I feel like I'm in the same boat as you guys, just trying to make a change in this youth. I, I was in their shoes at one time, too, where I didn't know if I was going to go left or right. And there was a coach like Brad Hall um, and his brother, and Fifely, believe it or not, at Foothill, just kind of pushing me that pushed me beyond the limits I didn't know I had, you know? So if I could do that for some of these kids and give them confidence, because some of these kids never had anybody tell you, oh, I'm proud of you, or you, you kicked ass today. Um, if I could mm-hmm. be that, that guy to tell them that, or I could be that guy to guide them just outside of basketball, that's really why I do it, man. Because I know, like, we all, like I said, we all got stuff going on, but then why do I do it? I love giving back to the next generation. Mm-hmm. And if I could help in any way, it doesn't even matter if it's basketball or it's out outside of the court. I want to be, you know, I want to be able to contribute. I want to be involved too. I think being involved is something I really take a lot of pride in. And uh, you, you know, yeah. hours, hours of dedication, but just to get a little bit back, it's worth everything, man. Even today, we we're doing those damn um, the drill at Valdez, the the loose ball drills. Just that adrenaline kick we get from drills like that, and have everybody just get amped up. That's worth it to me. Like that just that's why I love coaching. Like that's part of those things. Like, yeah, I'm glad I came to Highland. Like that's a rush that nothing could buy that type of rush, you know what I mean? Like it's it's great, dude. I love it. And I think iron sharpens iron. I can really be honest with you guys. I I've learned a lot. I know I haven't worked with Bryce a lot, but i I know next year I will be working with the Frost Soft team a lot more. But just with, you know, with Chad, with Valdez, with um with Tony, with Smith, with Nick you guys and Jackson, you guys have definitely taught me things too. I'm learning every day from you guys. So I think iron sharpens iron. And cause I want to take my coaching too. I know I always tell the kids, we're here, but why can't we go there? And I feel like that's my coaching too. I'm still at this. It doesn't matter if we got whatever freaking titles we won in the past. It really doesn't matter to me because this is square one now. In my opinion, I'm back at square one. I got to pay my dues. I got to show, I got to do what I got to do to earn my spot and find my role in this staff. So you guys are really helping me out a lot. You guys are welcoming me, and you guys, you know, that comes from Scott Smith, too. I'm sure we all, you know, Scott kind of gives that stamp of approval. I want this guy here. You guys, we all just kind of fall in line, just do what we got to do for the program. And I love that about us. I really love it about us. I'm really looking forward to this year. Next year, too, you guys, I'm really looking forward to that full season where we could really grind and grow and develop at at a good pace, not this rush compressed space that we are in right now, you know? 
Right now, mm-hmm. it's not about as much growth. And now it's like we gotta we gotta learn the the these these few little X's and O's. Um, we'll grow in the opportunities that we have, but we got to get these these few little X's and O's together because it's you know short period game time. Yeah, well, one of the things I can tell you that I really appreciate about uh, Scott is that <clears throat> you know he he's got his he's got his experience in coaching basketball. You know, uh, obviously, you know the head guy, uh, but he knows how to utilize his his uh, assistants. He knows that we all come in with 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 certain experiences. We all come in with certain knowledge and. And uh, he's not afraid to 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 allow us to speak up and say certain things, you know, and uh, that that that, to be honest, it makes it even easier to coach. It makes it more more I'm more willing to come out. And, and I'm pretty sure the other coaches are the same way. They're more willing to come out and participate and give 100 percent to Smith uh, and to the kids, of course, you know, uh, but but because of that, you know, it, it, it just makes you like, you know, feel more appreciated and so forth like that. Because And, and, and you're. And an end result, your goal, your commitment to why you are there is even solidified. You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, that's a big shout out to Coach Smith. You know, that that's that's huge. You know, even though I kind of tiptoe around because, again, I know I know my role in as, a, as an assistant. I know how to I know how to be a good soldier. But at the same time, sometimes a good soldier has a couple of, uh, of little wrinkles that they can they can suggest and so forth like that, which are, is something that I that I appreciate, you know, that, that he's cool with with allowing allowing us as assistants to go ahead and throw that in there because I mean, that shows not only growth for the kids, but it shows for growth for the program overall. I agree a hundred percent. I agree man. I'm looking, like I said, I'm, shout out to Scott Smith, man. I'm glad I'm on board. I'm glad I'm here with you guys. A part of the team. I'm looking forward to all the success. Even if we have some failures, we can learn from those failures and we're going to progress. I think as a staff, all three levels. And that's something I'm really looking forward to, man. Yeah, I'll just be honest. Once they said I could get a key to the gym, I was in. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was one of the right. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, you up. didn't have to coach. All you had to say was, can I have a key to the gym? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you would have got it. <laughs> Once they said I could go to the weight room whenever I want, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm in there. Let's just get it, Let's get it done. I'm in there. Uh, but, man, awesome. I'm, I'm glad we Spotlight on Highland. I know I'm just kind of like I'm right now. I'm just doing little, you know, every coach from whatever firm they put them in, just kind of give like a little highlight of the season, just a little bit of love to the program. I'm glad you guys came on, man, and I'm it's an honor to be here with you guys and an honor to have you guys on the STS podcast. You yeah, guys come back appreciate next, you inviting us, man. Appreciate it, y'all. This is gonna be episode 82, and this is the Highland staff. Big shout out to Valdez, the Dials family, and my my guy Tony. You guys are always welcome back, and um, let's see how it goes this season. I'm really um, looking forward to it, you guys. Yep, for sure. All right, you guys. You guys have a good Appreciate night. Appreciate it. Cool, cool. Later. Deuces.